You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. We have the great Kurt Warner in the building. How you doing, Kurt? I am doing well. How are you guys? Hey, it's great, man. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, let's jump right into it. You've been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Talk about that and what it meant to you and your family. Well, I mean, pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, you know, you, you play your whole career and, and you have a crazy journey like I did that uh, so much of it was just about hoping to get an opportunity and um, try to take advantage of it if it did come. Um, you know, although you grow up dreaming to be a Hall of Famer, there was a lot of stops along the way where that was about the farthest thing from my mind and it was just about wanting to play this game, play this game that I loved. And then uh, to get that opportunity – uh, and even you know bounce around like I did and get another opportunity in Arizona uh, and, and to think it would end up in Canton uh, is it, pretty surreal. And you know I'm still not really sure how it happened. I'm not really sure how I fit in uh, to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I appreciate the platform and appreciate the position, and I'm going to try to live up to what it means to be a Hall of Famer, and uh, I'm going to try to use it to, to impact and inspire other people. Kurt, Nick Ferguson here. You know, congratulations once again on uh, your career and being nominated and going into the Hall. Uh, with that being said, you, like myself, have spent some time in NFL Europe. You were there in 1998. Uh, tell, break this down for me because what I've seen out of the past couple of years of the quarterbacks coming out of college, a lot of those guys are, are not prepared for the next level. And I know that you spend a lot of time, you know, working with some of those guys on, you know, the expectations, uh, the mechanics. Uh, but, but talk to us about how important uh, was it for you to play in NFL Europe and your development, and more so how important is it for the league to develop some kind of other league, maybe in the spring. I don't know when they, you know, bring this league out, but uh, the using that league to help develop younger players and not just quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think the bottom line is, is when you go back and, and look at, you know, the big picture, you realize the only way to really get better as a football player is to play. You, you can say all you want about practice and teaching, and those things are great. And, of course, you can, you know, you can make improvements, uh, get better technically in practice. But but the biggest thing is you got to play. you got to have – experience you got to see things you got to be able to react in two or three seconds you know i tell people quite often you know when i went came from college and, and went to green bay's camp as a free agent and then got cut by green bay you know a lot of people look at it and like man he wasn't good enough and, and uh you know he got cut there and he maybe never gets another opportunity to play and, and all of that stuff and from the moment i was cutting green bay until the moment i retired brett Favre didn't miss a single start in the National Football League. Mm. And so Brett was obviously the quarterback in Green Bay at the time. So had I made the team there, who knows when I would have seen the field, if ever. Instead, I get cut. I go play arena football where I play for three years. Then I go play a year in Europe before I get my, my other shot with the Rams. So I probably played, without question, I played more snaps than any backup quarterback uh, played in that period of time. I got to face so many different situations. I got to hone my skills. I played arena football where, as a quarterback, you threw every down. You were expected to score every time you touched the ball. 
there was no greater training ground uh, than the experiences that I had. Then I got back on the big field. And on the big field, you know, you had to show that you could make all the throws. You had to play the game a little bit different. But, again, playing games. I was playing so many games during that period of time that I became such a better quarterback uh, than I was when I went to camp in Green Bay. So when I showed up with the Rams um, in 98, I was prepared and ready to play for when my opportunity came a year later. Um, You know, so many of these guys, as you said, they come out of college in a system – that doesn't relate to the NFL, um, that ever hasn't really ever been asked to play the game the way you're going to ask them to play in the NFL. And there's no way for them to get better than just playing practice when they get a chance to get a couple reps because the starter's not getting any reps. They need to play football. They need to get those experiences. So I'm fully with you that something needs to be created. Something needs to be designed so these guys – uh, can get prepared and play. I mean, I just look back at NFL Europe now, and, and I'm sure there's more, but I think a guy's Brad Johnson played in a Super Bowl. Jake DeLome played in the Super Bowl. I played in NFL Europe. I, I got a chance to play in three Super Bowls. I mean, they were getting experience, key experience over there that ended up parlaying into great experience and great opportunities and success at the NFL level. We need something else like that. Briefly, Kirk, uh, Matthew Stafford, five years, $135 million. Talk about the quarterbacks and their contracts today, and do you see the market going up? I mean, I, you know, I think it's one of those things that as, as a league progresses, as anything progresses, uh, the salaries progress as well. And so I, I would assume that they're going to continue to go up as long as teams can manage their caps and, and still find ways to be successful with those dollars. Um, you know, I mean, the, the thing about Matthew is that he's accomplished a great deal in the NFL. You know, the hard thing that I always have with these big contracts is that what I know in the NFL is you need a championship quarterback to compete for championships. And I don't know if Matt's that guy or not, but up to this point he hasn't shown that he can take his team deep into the playoffs and compete for championships. And so – um you know, these teams get in tough situations where it's, okay, do we pay a guy that we're not sure is a championship quarterback but is much better than most of the stuff out there? Or do we let this guy go that we know is much better than most guys in hopes that we can find another championship quarterback when there's only a handful of those guys on the entire planet? Um, and that's where the big dilemma comes in. And, you know, I'm happy for Matt. Uh, he's done so many great things that he's earned – that contract, uh, the question just becomes at the end of the day, will the Lions be happy with that contract if it never parlays itself into deep playoff runs or a championship? Kurt, I know you've got to go, but I know you have a, a charity or a program that you got going on with U.S. Cellular uh, expiring the most valuable coaches. Can you talk about that and what that program means and what you're doing uh, with your efforts? Exactly. We are asking people to go to our website, themostvaluablecoach.com, and nominate their favorite or most impactful high school coach. Any sport, not just football, any sport. Uh, And and we're trying to encourage uh, these unbelievable coaches we have in this country that give their time and their effort to our next generation and are having an incredible positive impact upon them. Uh, So often these coaches do great things and they never really get recognized. Very few of our high school athletes have the wherewithal to to go over and thank their coaches and, and tell them, what they're doing well or what kind of impact they had, it usually comes years and years later. So this program is to inspire, you know, players, 
you know, other coaches, uh, parents to get on our website and, and nominate a coach uh, that's doing some incredible things. So if nothing else, I mean, the grand prize is a $50,000 uh, donation to the charity of their choice or to their school athletic department, which is unbelievable. But more importantly, it's to encourage these coaches to keep doing what you're doing. You're having an incredible impact uh, on the young men and women that you're coaching, uh, on the families that, that you have and you're a part of. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. So it's our way to be able to, to pat them on the back and encourage them uh, with all the great things that they're doing so they can continue to inspire our next generation. Kurt, final question uh, for me. Uh, we know the Cleveland Browns have had a laundry list of quarterbacks that come through there, and they have sacrificed a lot of uh, young quarterbacks at the same time. Hugh Jackson now hands the ball to Deshaun Kaiser. He gets to start against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this a little too premature to put a second-round quarterback who we haven't seen that much as far as the body of work out there against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Um, probably. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's hard for any young quarterback no matter how good and talented they are, to step right in uh, and be expected to succeed um, or to even put them in a good position to succeed. Um, so I think it's, it's, you know, it's hard to expect that from them. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't. It doesn't mean that uh, he's not talented enough to succeed. It's just a tough position to be in, and we've seen it. You know, we, we've seen some guys come in and have some early success uh, as people are trying to figure them out. But, it, you know, the sustained success is what we're really all about. And so by doing that, you need to put guys in the best position to be confident, to be confident early on, to have success early on, uh, to be able to live up to expectations early on because toughest position in sports to play, uh, tough to lead, and oftentimes comes with unrealistic expectations, yet they're still there. And fan bases and media uh, are going to expect that from this young man uh, and I think it's a tough, tough position to be to be placed in early in your career. Um, but now we sit back, and, and I hope that he's able to handle it well, and I hope that he's able to uh, to create some success early. Kurt, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure. And once again, we, uh, you know, you you were a quarterback who impacted a lot of people's lives, and you continue to do it uh, not only on the field but off the field. And uh, uh, congratulations on the hall, hall of Fame, and we hope to have you back. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.